The Redneck Tech Podcast is brought to you by Mike'sArchery.com. They're a one-stop shop for virtually everything archery, bow hunting, and for your next outdoor adventure. Mike's Archery has been at the top of the archery game for over 50 years, and they want to give listeners of the Redneck Tech Podcast 10% off their entire online store using the code REDNECK10, all one word. Just put the code in before you check out, and your boys will hook you up. The guys at Mike's have always been good to us, and now they can be good to you too. Visit mikesarchery.com and get your gear now. Right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want it? What's up? Episode 178. We are talking about is what we do art today. But before we get into that, um, the title may throw you off because we're going to go in a couple different directions, but it's clickbait, so you're welcome. Um, we're going to talk about it a little bit, but I think what we're going to talk about first is, first of all, as you can see, Joe's here. Hello. Hey, Joe's finally back. He finally just graced us with his presence again. I did. Um, so we have been working on, I was going to ask Ryan, but I'm going to ask Clay instead so we can get a concise answer. Clay, what have we been doing this week? Um, we have finally decided to do what we've that. been wanting to do, and that is uh, stock the Redneck Tech YouTube channel with a bunch of helpful things that we have covered on the podcast but are easily explained um, and maybe more in-depth in video form. Yeah, some visual elements. Yeah. Joe, how many videos have we done, Joe? Uh, I think we're on 10 right now. 10? I think we shot our 10s just now. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. Just had clients paying for this. I mean, we made some money this week. It's all a long game. So, Ryer has done two. Cumulatively, Ryer's videos have taken longer. But two, well, I've I've filmed for a total of two hours. Longer. And really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really? yeah. Yeah, I've been there for all of it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I've been there for all the of last it. one was supposed to be simple, easy, like five-minute video. We filmed more the last one than we did yesterday. I uh, That's because, honestly, I confused myself a little bit. You did. What happens is I start, I'll be like, all right, we're explaining this thing. And then I realize that there's four other things that I could explain about that thing. And then I don't know how to lump all that in. And then my brain is ahead of my mouth and then it just it's a lot but i mean i think they'll be useful to people they are i think they'll all be useful to people uh we're trying to do like a mix of some more uh i've been doing some more technical uh tutorial type content uh we did do we want to tell people i mean what kind of stuff we i did? think we can tell what what's coming but we're not releasing all these at once so if you were waiting for one sorry you're just gonna have to wait because um, we're all in the business of banking content around here. We can't be putting out 10 videos a week. I no. wish we could. You start paying our salaries, and we'll do that. We'll just make Redneck Tech videos all day, every day. Mm, it's going to be very no. expensive. Yeah, you can I'm miss probably me good on that. that. Yeah. yeah, you can miss me on that. I, yeah, I wouldn't want to do it all day, every day. For the right amount of money, it's I not, would. It's not challenging enough. I don't know. I'm, be, I'm, oh. I'm being a little bit challenged. Point. Okay. That's a good point. Well, I'm challenged listening to Ryer in the other room trying to get through a sentence. <laughs> so I, so the two, the two that I've done, we'll just go down, we'll just go down the line. Today, Junior. He's like, Joe, you're not producing it. I'm like, I don't know what you're trying to produce. You lost me when you talked about folder structures and naming conventions. So the two that I did is we did, I did a, uh, FX6 review, but instead of it being like the regular review that you get all over YouTube, it's specifically designed for people in the outdoor hunting space. And then I did a walkthrough of how to dump footage on location and folder structures. Caleb, what, did, what have you talked about so far? Uh, I talked about um, getting into the outdoor industry. I did a standalone video of that, and then we're doing a series called In My Opinion, and I did an in my opinion piece of why GoPros are trash. I did the junk twenty four to two forty, but versatile lens. <laughs> and <then laughs> why why we're forced to use the twenty four to two forty? Yeah, yeah, it sucks, but it's so nice it was sometimes. a review, it but an honest one. Yeah, it doesn't suck. It doesn't it, suck. It's not the best lens. It's not in terms that sharp. of great sharp footage, but it is versatile. But for hunting, it's a great lens. And then I did the mirrorless versus cinema camera debate, and that could have been a two minute video. 
because it's obvious. Um, <laughs> why is she just cinema camera? Yeah. And then Clay did the it's well. Not, me and Clay it's filmed. It's not ours. obvious to everybody. Though. Yeah, that's, that's the true. problem. That is yeah. true. That's the sad part. And see, the thing is, we had to have you do that. Either you or Clay had to do that because I think both Caleb and I started our We've careers with in, large well, cameras. Well, and and I've been in that debate before, and I've ran both, and it's not, not even it's close. It's not even close. No, it's not. But anyways, you did that. How long did it take you then? If you said it should have been two minutes, how long was it? Oh, it should I have been think two seconds. <laughs> use this, don't use. <laughs> yeah, this. right, right. <laughs> I think it ended up being I don't know around five minutes or something. Okay. And then the twenty-four to two forty is pretty self-explanatory. So it was like yeah. three and a half minutes, but takes a while to take all the pools from the server and all that. So. And then I did um, how to shoot better drone footage, the holy trinity of Hebrew. He, sorry, the Hebrew Trinity. <laughs> the Hebrew we Trinity. Did tra- we did trace down where that came. So, yes. so it's called. So hold on, let me let me. I just want to say what happened. So, Clay finished up this video. I was not involved in filming or editing it, but I walked in the office. He was finished filming it, and he was going next door to film another one. And I was like, okay, I'll just just want to watch it, see what's up. So I start watching it, and he goes, "I'm going to start talking about the Hebrew Trinity," and I go. I mean, I get, I guess what he's going for. Um, maybe he just slipped up that one time, and then he said it like twice more. And I go over to where he is, and I said, "Clay, what is a Hebrew Trinity?" <laughs> and he goes, "I don't know, like you know, the big three, the the three. I said, like the Holy Trinity. He's like, "Yeah, it's the Hebrew Trinity." I said, "I don't think that it's called that." I googled it. There's not such a thing as a Hebrew Trinity. He goes, "I don't know. I always thought it was called the Hebrew Trinity." I said, "No, it's called the Holy Trinity, Clay, like in church." <laughs> So, so that's we, how you know that Clay's never been to church. Well, the problem. And then I was like, and then we're trying to figure out, like, where the heck did he come up with it? Was it just like a subconscious association? You know, he was like, holy Hebrew, same thing. No. Where did it come from, Clay? I watch a lot of Jared Poland, like, Frodo's photo on YouTube, and he's Jewish. So as a, <laughs> as a joke, he calls it the Hebrew Trinity, but that's where I've always heard it. So that's what I thought it was. <laughs> and I thought he was being funny, and I just let it ride. Yeah. <laughs> so I did. And you were just like, hey, sounds good to me. I did that video. I did um, I did the drone video. I did that video. I also did how to set up a camera arm. I did a what's in the whitetail backpack for filming. And then how to silently ratchet your ratchet strap for your camera arm so you don't get yelled at. So we've got. Pro stuff. tip, if you film for Lee, he'll do it for you. Mm-hmm. But I think it is nice that like. Joe and I are kind of doing the geary-ish type videos. Ryer's specializing in the technical ones because, let's be honest, no one else really wants to do them anyways. <laughs> and if we don't do them how Ryer would have done it, he's just going to argue with us anyways. And then Caleb gets to do the business type ones. So The, the boring and, stuff. And the very um, one-sided, opinionated type ones he gets to do as well. Good, because I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> dropping some – we're taking gloves off in this series, guys. That's the, that's the plan. <laughs> Um, okay, so now that we're not, we're not really taking the gloves off. Not no, yeah, we're not really taking. The we've gloves got off. the glove part way on our hands. No, the gloves. We've got still boxing fully on. gloves on, but we have the okay. little metal things on our knuckles underneath. So um, we're hitting bags. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we're hitting bags. Bare knuckle bag boxing. <laughs> so um, now that we have kind of told you what we've been doing this week. We wanted to talk about, so the essentially the idea for this podcast is one I wrote down a while back, and essentially the question, I always like to do things in question form, and that kind of like, the question essentially was, how did we get here, like collectively, like how did we get here? Are you talking like from a company standpoint or individually? Because I drove. In art. In art. (laughs) I thought we were talking about like how we ended up doing this as a full-time job. Yes and no. I'm already How confused. we got here, what were our influences? I've had, I've had a bunch of different ideas of what I thought we were doing today, and it sounds like none of them. What were, what were our influences to get here in art, and then personal worth in art? So everything, everything is pointing back to essentially your style, what influences your style. I mean, you post inspiration stuff every day, things that inspire you. Like That's what I want to talk about is like where we get our inspiration and then like when we want to talk about what we do as an art form, first of all, first of all, what is art in our own opinions, and each one of our opinions, and then is what we do art? And I think that is, I think the answer to that question is it depends. Because there's something like what we did with a call, I feel like is is art, but 
when we do a product video for spy point not that's not necessarily art so i think that but i think art's different to everybody uh and that's kind of what i wanted to talk to is like not not only is art different to everybody especially all four of us that sit here but how we get to that point of where we're happy with something and it fits our style it fits our look our eye our our emotions what shaped that you know which we know clay hasn't watched anything so he's probably not going to have a lot to say on this podcast but essentially like where did you get your inspiration and it's not it is fun it's funny but it's like we try and get him to watch stuff and he just refuses i watch get the phone out clay i watch things <laughs> get the phone out i watch things it's just not what y'all would watch I just can't I just can't understand it, Clay. What do you watch? <laughs> he watches <laughs> golf and fishing on YouTube. That's what he watches. Jared Pollan. No, I watch no, back no, reviews. No, I watch the PGA championship <laughs> on, on TV. Hold on. How many how many Kafaru pack reviews have you watched? Probably all of them. All of them. <laughs> Every product on there that has a video, you've watched it. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I don't even unless it, unless it was Aaron Snyder talking about like his struggle stick recurve, I'm not watching that. But anything else, yeah. I don't even I I just ask Clay what pack I need. That, like, see, hey, Clay, I'm, what pack do I need? I'm, I'm, to I'm, that the, point. I'm the most geary guy that can't afford any of it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you won't buy any of it. You won't buy it. He, I, I think he's he's just like kind of, you know how some people go looking at houses that they want to buy, knowing full well they can't buy it. Oh, that's it, like, definitely me. It gets, <laughs> definitely it, yeah, me. it gets them off to like see the potential, you know, and they like imagine <laughs> themselves in it, and that's like exciting for them. God, that uh, would look so cool with that on my back. Yeah, that's Clay with all the gear. He's like, oh, man, I do this, 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 and this. And then you look in his case, and he's got, like, three zip ties and one battery. I have I got all this backpacking <laughs> stuff, like, to, like, do the Appalachian Trail and do backpacking hunts, and then finally got the chance to do one with Trujillo. And I was like, yeah, Joe, you're going. I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is not how I had it in my head. <laughs> oh, so, like, I actually have to oh, do dude, it. Dude, who was I talking? I was talking to somebody about that. I don't remember where I was. It's been a couple months. And somebody's, yeah, man, those backpacking hunts, man, those backcountry hiking hunts, man, they seem legit. I'm like, they are the first time walking in about a mile, and you're like, "This crap's for the birds." Yeah. Where's camp at? Yeah. <laughs> I love them. What time's well, lunch? Especially going like where we go in Utah, where you go to you know one of the greatest elk hunts in the country, and you've got a queen size bed to yourself and hot water. And Where'd you get a queen size bed? I got a well when Dudley stayed. I have had a queen size yeah, bed there. If before. you in the single rooms, they have a queen. And when I went with Dudley, or I've only Rob, had that one yeah. time out of the time. I have one one time I've gotten a double room, and that was when you and I were there, mm-hmm. and it was the room above. I've where, never I've never had yeah. to stay in the cameraman room. Yeah, God, I always get the cameraman yeah, it room. Yeah, sucks, and I hate it because it, for whatever reason, everybody's got to be up late, and mm-hmm. it's so echoey. It's right off the main cavern, basically. <laughs> cavern, and it's oh, echoey yeah. as crap, and everybody stays up really late. There's always some like. Should Two fit right in. Jack wagons, freaking <laughs> just should in we, that front we room. Write a Yelp review, and then finally you get to freaking sleep, and at like three or two a.m., Jocko's up waking everybody up. <laughs> there's somebody walking around, and I'm looking at. I'm thinking, oh gosh, it must already be time. Look at my watch. I got you. Got two hours till I got to be up. <laughs> get out of here. Go to bed. I'm telling you, man. It's it's if for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about. There's a place in Utah that we filmed a bunch of hunts that's incredible, but there's some drawbacks to it as well. But if you if you like elk, it's the place to go. Joe Hunt ain't got to go there yet, has he? Mm-mm. Oh, he'll never get to go because Lee and Tiff aren't going back. Oh. Well, mm. I'm pretty young yet. I wouldn't say never. <laughs> well, you can probably afford it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Trust me. He's working at the wrong We're place. We're good at that. Maybe, maybe he goes with uh, old T. Drake. T. Yeah. Or if, if Brock, because I think I don't Brock's if, still going back. I don't know if you can keep up with T. Drake. Mm. <laughs> he's don't he do is that. doing that. Uh, do you that. see he's doing? He's summiting some giant freaking mountain for charity. Yeah. Oh, I know that. Mm. Cool. See, yeah, I would rather just document it. Ooh. <laughs> always thinking, Clay's always thinking. <laughs> all right, so let's get into this. So I think the first question we all have to answer, and I'm gonna start with Ryer. Is what, what is what is art to you? Like, if you had to, if you had to explain to someone like what art is or what art means to you. And I know this is kind of this is getting deep, but at the same time, like, 
I think it's important to get everybody's perspective on it before we kind of start talking about, like, personally, what is art to us? Uh, I think art is something that an individual or a group of people have done um, creatively that expresses something. It's got to be a group of people. It can't be an individual. Well, it can be an individual. Okay. But I'm saying, like, some things take multiple people. Yeah. It's still art. Just because it took four people to do it doesn't mean it's not a piece of art. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's something that somebody does that's creative, um, that's unique to them, and that uh, is uh, an expression of something that's important to them or something inside of them. And I don't think, <clears throat> I don't have a specific, like, oh, there's only certain, these, this is a medium of art, or and that isn't a medium of art. I think that, um, I think that almost anything can be art in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of intent behind what art is. Uh, like, so when we're in Hawaii, we went to a place, uh, a butcher shop, and we went and saw this guy, Bob the Butcher, and he's a butcher. But I've never seen somebody butcher an animal as cleanly, as efficiently, and uh, as skillfully as he did. And that was kind of art in and of itself. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, you might say that there's certain pitchers in the MLB who just – have a certain way. Don't of steal mine. Don't steal mine. Who have a way? <laughs> Don't steal mine. Of doing that thing, douchebag. And you <laughs> might call and you might call that art. Um, or then one, obviously one who can butt well. Oh God, that's, that's why, not art. That's why I put Clay yeah. last. That's not art. There is <laughs> an art. There is an art to bunning. Thank um, you. There Thank is. you. I think that not art can just bikes, be though. something <laughs> that that uh, somebody does creatively something that they do out of a passion for doing it. God dang it, you're literally and <laughs> so pissed off not going first now. <laughs> and, All right, well, that's going to be the end of the podcast. And something that expresses themselves. Yeah. Okay, can I go now? Were you still all of mine? Thank you. All right, so <laughs> essentially I, I was going to simplify it a little bit. Essentially anything that's created – Anything that's created with passion that will move someone to a good, to a bad, or emotion. Something that simple. <laughs> you just took Joe's. Does it good. <laughs> but, like, what you said about pictures, like, I wasn't even thinking about it as pictures, which I think that, you know, that can be art. But to me, if I was thinking about an art form that's not like a painting or a, a movie or something like that, which Joe's going to love this, I would rather watch more than anything. I could watch... 10 hours of middle infielder highlights oh, of guys that absolutely know how to get to a ball, who know how to get rid of it, who know where runners are, and it's effortless. And I just – I've never been able to do that, and I'm left-handed, so I'm backwards to be able to do it anyway. But to me, that is art. And that's something that it's – because you can tell they have passion for what they're doing – it's visually appealing, um, and it moves me. Like, that's like that. Because I understand what it took to do that. And also, I think, in some of those things, like, I think there is just art that doesn't necessarily move other people, but maybe it moves the person creating it. I mean, there's people who paint, and they're really bad at painting. Mm-hmm. Um, but their paintings are still art because they made it. They worked on it. It came from them. And it was something that was expressive to them when they were doing it. Uh, but then you also have art that when <clears throat> when that person does it, it's like, oh, that person's got something special yeah. inside of them, right? You're, you're talking about your sports legends. You're talking about your music legends. You're talking about your uh, all the visual artists and the directors and the actors and all these people who do stuff that obviously a lot of other people do, but they do it in such a way that you're like, that they're the only person who can do it that way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they just, there's just something about it that's special. Yeah. And it's an in, it was like intrinsic to them. Mm-hmm. And I think that can also make something art. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like nobody will ever be 
the person, the influencer, swing the bat like King Griffey Jr. No one will ever do what Barry Bonds did. Like, they just – I don't care if he took steroids or not. You still got to hit the ball. Like, that. To, that's art, you know. And, no, you know, which I also differentiate since we're on the baseball thing. is like I have – I think what – what some of these power pitchers do that throw 9,900 miles an hour is skillful, and but it's overpowering. To me, it's not like a Greg Maddox. And that to me, what Greg Maddox did was art, where he could move the ball. He could essentially make you feel really stupid and never break 90 miles an hour. To me, that is an art form. That the passion, the, the time, the effort, the skill, the God-given ability, I think all those things wrap up into art. Um there's something special about it that's yeah, different. Yeah, hundred percent. Like somebody else can't just go do that. Yeah, no, you, that's that's got that, and I think that probably would be put into art too. Is like there's something there that can't be replicated. That the only reason that happens is God gave them the ability to do that. Like that's I've told people that for years when they used to give like pitching and hitting lessons. It's like, you know, how little Johnny do is like, well, little Johnny might need to. Playing the band. <laughs> well, no, you know, he might need to get in the band because I just don't – I mean, he might make the high school squad his senior year, but he's not going to get a lot of playing time. Like that kind of thing. But it's like I don't care, which debate me all you want. You know, I've played baseball into college, and I've seen guys that are playing in the bigs, and I've seen all those things, and, and they're, they have something. I don't care how hard you work. You can work to the end of time. You can be the hardest work in the world. But if you don't have that – little something that God gave you, you ain't gonna make it. Like there's 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 something that the guys that are playing at that level have that not everybody has. I can learn how to play guitar, I'll never be Jimi Hendrix. That's how I tell people. It's like I can learn how to play it, but Jimi Hendrix has something that I just ain't got. You know, same thing like, you know, I can hit the ball, but I'll never be King Griffey Jr. or Barry Bonds. Yeah. You know, there's there's something special there. And maybe that's and I think that's maybe art. that's something that is kind of a through line Mm -hmm. is when you look at something that feels like art or something that is artistic, there's something unique about it that doesn't feel like it's mass produced or uh, able to be done by everybody. Even if that thing is, you know, like I said, somebody (coughs) kind of just painting out of enjoyment. Well, what they made is not something that somebody else might've been able to make. Yeah. Like I've seen my kids bring me, watercolor paintings from school and they're real proud of them <laughs> but yeah. love them but stick with your day job baby <laughs> and, and, but it is art it is art to them so yeah. that okay. is also important well yeah. it's like it's like Ryer said I'm gonna take credit for something he said today but <laughs> you, Dude, you do that a lot but <laughs> Caleb you got a notebook somewhere you'd be keeping my quotes <laughs> no no I'm I'm giving credit to the author I'm source I'm citing my source yeah May not be MLA or ASA format, but I'm citing my source. Oh, God, I haven't heard those Whoa. words in a long time. <laughs> I don't want to ever hear them like, again. You always say you can I'm teach good. your monkey to run a camera, mm-hmm. but that monkey that you taught to run camera can't go out and film the call or film a documentary. Like they can get their settings right, but there's something more to telling a story than just yeah. That. They can document it exactly. You know, there's you know, I've which that's which we've talked about a hundred times. There's a difference between a cameraman and a producer. And then I think there's another delineation from a producer to a filmmaker. I guess would be a good, right. you know, good determinant. You're a, you're a good you know, qualifier. Um, but like, I think that's. I think now that we've talked it through, I think that is what defines art. It's kind of what you said. Is there's there's something there that can't be replicated. There's a little something special that, no matter how hard you work, you might not be able to do it. You know, the Vincent Van Gogh and the that type of thing, the, the, the Mark Twain, that yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, that type of thing. There's there's a God given ability there that just it, it's it's special. Just and some, because, and it's, a lot of times that thing is unexplainable. Oh, 100 percent. And people spend hour like people spend hours and careers trying to figure out what it was and uh, that made that person special or, to or to made their work special and and uh, figure out why like why is it like that? And usually at the end of the day you. You can talk about all this stuff and study it for hours and hours and hours, but something you get to a point you're like, well, that, they just had something special. Their brain just yeah. did something different. Their body was just made a little bit different. Or they, they'll or they'll try and replicate it, and you put the two and two together. You're like, mm, no, right. no, <laughs> not yeah. feeling it. Yeah, you know, yeah, but 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 you know, they look virtually identical, but this one's got a little something that this one don't got. You know, it's got the it's got that touch of greatness that can't be replicated. It's, yeah. I think 
in my opinion, you might not agree, is is a God given ability that not everybody has. And I think I think everybody I don't know about everybody. Most people have a God given ability, whether they figured out what that is or not. Um I think, you know, the only way you find that out is to try as many things as you can to you find out what that thing is that you are really good at because, which I've said this before, I'm good at like three things and I suck at everything else. So it's, it's I think that's important, and which I also am one of those guys that's like, what is that? True. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So, I, but I, th- I also am one of those people that doesn't believe in, you know, which I think people like this are great, you know, jack of all trades, but I don't want to be that guy. I want to be really good at certain things and the things I'm not good at. I want he doesn't to want to be the jack of all trades. He wants to be the Caleb of one trade. <sighs> Gosh. So, um, so what do you define as art? I think it's got to evoke some kind of emotion, mm-hmm. you know, like, like you said, middle infielders. Mm-hmm. It's going to make it feel some type of way. Yeah. Like there, I mean, it, I guess it's not art to everybody like mm-hmm. middle infield stuff. Like somebody like me played middle infield. It is to me. You know, but you can have art in anything. You can have art in carpentry. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, like 100%. there's some finished carpentry that it's art. Oh, yeah. And not everybody, one, has the patience to finish carpentry mm-hmm. or the ability to do so. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it is. And, like, that evokes emotion to some people. And I think there's a bunch of different types of art. Joe's walking around looking to finish a carpentry. Like, oh, I do. Oh, man. I do. <laughs> and I suck at it. <laughs> I do. That just I just look at it and see patience that I never yeah. will have. Yeah. But like it's in anything. Like what I used to do with ductwork and stuff. There's things of ductwork that's a work of art. Yeah. That some people are talented enough to do it, and some people are just get it in and cover yeah. it up with drywall. That's one of my, my the guy that welded for my dad back when he was running his construction company, uh, name was Tony Wiley, and my dad always used to say, he can weld any he can weld everything but two things. Crack a dawn and a broken heart. <laughs> Anything else saying weld it. What was the first one? Crack a dawn and a broken heart. You've never heard the crack of dawn? It's the crack of dawn. Well, I've heard that, but I don't understand what that has to be to do with because welding. Because if something cracks, crack, you can weld it. You can weld it. Oh, <laughs> I got you. I understand. So, that, those, and, and, but to, to me, my dad, like, revered him because, my, like, my dad can weld mm-hmm. good enough to hold two pieces of metal together, but yeah. not like that. Right. You know, somebody that can weld with that kind of <clears throat> skill and never had a day of formal education. Just he had a God-given ability. Right. Um, and I know people like that. And just mechanically, like, he could just look at something and understood how it worked. Yeah. That's, and how to fix it and how to take it apart and how to put it back together. Like, <laughs> that is not oh, something this guy got. <laughs> that's something my dad's got. Like, yeah, you, you, can't, you can't replicate some of that. Like, you yeah. can look at something and tell you how it works and how to fix it. You can't replicate that. It's something in you that was given that you can't teach yourself. And I think I think some of what I think uh, what separates the greats is that they make something that or do something that almost everybody, even those who are uninitiated to whatever that thing is, can look at and go, "Yeah, that was pretty good." Mm-hmm. You know, like I was watching the other day um, some Olympic like level diving. I don't really know that much about diving. And I was like, okay, I want to go watch, like, what wins somebody a gold at diving? So I watched some dives, and you look at them, and you're like, I don't know. I don't know why that's the best one, but it's the best one. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, you just can tell. Well, I don't know anything about diving, but I see that guy do that thing, and you're like, that's pretty ridiculous what he just did there. I See, I, I think, I still think soccer's a communist sport, but my daughter <laughs> plays soccer, and she's, she's pretty good at it, but there's a little girl on her team named Harley. And uh, she's playing, I think, what is it, 10U right now? U10 or whatever? So these girls are like, my daughter's nine. This little girl's actually younger than my daughter. I don't think she's even nine yet. Um, And to watch that girl run down the field, like, I've never been able to run like that. Nor Mm -hmm. will I ever be able to run like that. And she will just kick the ball out in front of somebody and let them take off and then just beat them. Every time. And it's like, she has a God-given ability to absolutely smoke people. And ball handling skills and just the way that she moves and how, like, she's got her legs underneath her at nine years old. And it's like, that is a freaking athlete. Mm -hmm. And the amount of money people would give if you could buy that. You know, and it's like, that's an art form. To watch her run down the field and just smoke little girls is really, really satisfying to watch. 
It's fun to watch somebody who's really good at doing what they do oh do what gosh, they do. Man, oh, yeah. It really is. At especially any level. When, especially when you're watching them beat up on people that aren't good at what they do. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> or you're watching them beat people who are good at what they do. They're just not that good. Or yeah. even yeah. better, people that think they know what they're doing and they still get smoked. Yeah. Well, that's why people wa- like watching he's, Usain Bolt. You yeah. just know he's, he's going to win. And then if somebody else beats him, you had fun because you're like, holy crap, that dude beat Usain Bolt. Mm-hmm. Woo. Has anybody beat Usain Bolt? Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. It's like Michael Phelps swimming. It's like just, I mean, and, and, and certain writers, certain actors, certain things. I mean, we could go on and on forever, like different art forms that I don't think you can't put art in a box. It's not the Mona Lisa. It's not films. It's not just these couple things. I think that's why, you know, when I, when I kind of pose the question to myself is like, what is what we do art? I think it depends. I think it's one of those things to where, I don't think we can answer that question as much as the viewer could answer that question. Um, I think what we did with the call qualifies as art. I think some of the pieces we put together, some of the creativity and the thought process that we put into things like blue stem, like some of the things we've done with Lee and Tiffany, like some of the things versus tree stands. Yeah, that one, that's art form. That's art for sure, which we need to put that out by the way. (laughs) Yeah. Um, There's, there's some things that we've done that qualify but I think that now I think the next thing I, I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit is now that we've kind of determined what art is and, and all the different things that we consider forms of art, like, and, and we've talked about it a little bit before, but I, I think more in recent days, it's kind of changed for me a little bit. Like, what, and maybe... Maybe I should talk about like what I'm thinking about first, but like I I've started to look different places for inspiration. Like used to, it used to be films and series, and that's really all the inspiration I did, you know. And then social media, but I think recently it's been in talking to people and understanding what they're getting from something and listening to people that are smarter than I am and then taking what they say and trying building on it and taking their opinion on things and trying to build on it. Um, I've started listening to, you know, listen to a lot of podcasts and then recently I've listened to several books um, and hearing good writing, hearing good um, story characters, story arcs, how people flash back, how they develop a scene in written form versus visually. Um, you know, I just started, I've listened to all, I just started listening to the newest Jack Carr book and how he sets the scene of like, you know, he doesn't just say, you know, we're in Russia, you know, he talks about the landscape and the weather and the people and what they look like and how they feel and the time of day, the temperature. And he like, he sucks you in and it's like, okay, he told me that in this book. All right. Now, how do I translate those emotions and those feelings and those scenes into what we're trying to do. And I think we did a, we did a pretty good job on the call. There's some things that I think that, which I think is another podcast that I think we should do is like, what would we do differently? Mm -hmm. Um, Which we can do later, but like, it makes me think about like, okay, if the call was good, which I think it was, and I think people enjoyed it, how could we have made it better? And then what were the short, what, what were the shortfalls that we had and why did we have those? Um, you know, it just I just catch myself constantly asking myself the why, 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 why. Um, and then if I don't know the answer, try and find that answer. So lately, like, you know, I've started watching um, another Aaron Sorkin, because everybody knows I know the love, love the newsroom, but started watching earlier Aaron Sorkin, which is the West Wing. I don't like it as much. I don't love the characters as much, but I've kept watching it because I told you I was going to stop watching it. Mm. I've intentionally kept watching it to try and figure out why I don't love the characters as much. And I think I've determined they're just not as good of actors. That's the only thing I can figure out because the writing is just as good. It's just as fast. It's just as high paced. uh, It's just as dramatic. There's just as many characters. Um, And it's, you know, in terms of like what they're doing is very high stakes, but I think there's a couple of great actors on there, mm-hmm. but there's a couple that are like, eh, kind of lackluster. Um, and I think that's the only reason, you know, but, you know, in terms of writing, it's wonderful. But 
it's like, you know, I absolutely adore the newsroom. It's like, okay, well, Aaron wrote this too. Why don't I just love this? And I think it's got to do with the acting. You know, the acting's just not as good. The characters aren't as deep. The characters aren't as, um, you know, intriguing to me. Um, and I think that's got a lot to do with it. And, I, and, I, and I, now I, you know, that's, that was, but that was my why. That was the, the why question I just kept going back to. It's like, okay, I love this. I don't love this. Why? And then, okay, now, now that I know the why, okay, how would I have done it better? If I think that I don't love it because of this, how would I have done it better? Um, well, different characters. It's, you know, how do we, how do we change the writing a little way to, to develop that acting better? Do we get a different director that sucks more out of your actors or your, you know, I don't know. But those are the questions that I ask myself all the time. I was like, why? Why this? Why that? Why, why did we choose, you know, the shot that everybody loves that, you know, kept coming back and keep, people kept talking about on the call is the one where you're standing at the, the sink. You know, we used those, you know, we used that one natural light and we had clay out there pouring down rain and everybody loved that shot. And it's like, oh, why does everybody love that shot? Well, it tells us a lot about what's going on. You know, and it tells tells the viewer a lot. Okay, everybody loved it. How could we have made it better? How could we have made it hit even harder? Um, you know, one of the first things I thought about was, could we have done a shot, like, from the sink looking up? You know, could we have done something to where, like, water is literally dripping on the lens looking up? Like, what would that, would that have added anything? Could we have done it and just seen you know, I, and I'm like looking like, how could we have dug deeper? How could we have dug deeper? How could we have dug deeper? Because now like we've got two or three more ideas we want to do and we're trying to figure out which one we want to do next. And I want it to crush, you know, because now we did the call, it's got to be better. And the next one's got to be better than that. The next one's got to be better than that. And maybe they're not better. Maybe they missed the mark. Um, but, if the, the, but if they do, it's our fault. So like that's kind of what I keep asking myself is like, okay, how do we – continue to push the issue and like the last podcast how do we tell better stories um and i think it comes from asking yourself hard questions and then where you get your inspiration and i've also tried like i said i've tried to change where i get that inspiration and where i get that um that that feedback to myself like okay you know you're you're getting complacent in this area why are you getting complacent how do you get out of that which I, you know, I talked to Joe about, you know, some things I wanted to do company-wise, which I've talked to you all about a hundred times, but I haven't got to talk to Joe about it because he's not here all the time. Like, how do we level up? What do we do differently? How do we change what we're doing? How do we do it better? Um, and I think that's part of, you know, I guess my unique trait is I'm just never, ever, ever content, which can be a great thing. It can be a terrible thing if you're my wife. So I think that's, that might be, you know, a God-given ability I have because I can't turn it off. Um, but And the why question, I can't ever turn the why question off. Like, I, I just always want to ask that question, why, why, why? So now that I've rambled for 10 minutes, um, you know, what is what is some stuff that you've done recently or watched recently or listened to recently that's kind of got your gears turning a little bit? Uh, is there anything? Like generally what I do to find inspiration? Mm-hmm. Um. I would say I get my inspiration from kind of a lot of things. Um, I like to try to gather inspiration from as many mediums as possible uh, because I think that it's important as uh, as a creative to be able to integrate things um, from everywhere. Uh, there's a little something that you can pick up from, you know, a painting. There's a little something you could pick up from photography. There's a little something you could pick up from a movie or a TV series. There's a little something you could pick up from uh, a book or a short story or uh, a investigative journal, uh, investigative journalism article, or a uh, you know a speaker or a person or somebody doing something. Um, I think that it's important not to be one-dimensional in where you get your inspiration because I think that a lot of creativity is the fusion of all of the influences that you have in your brain. And I think that if you're just looking at the same stuff all the time, listening to the same stuff all the time, going to the same places all the time, hanging out with the same people all the time, 
eventually you stop exposing yourself to new and uh, novel experiences and sights and sounds and ideas. And that's, I think, when your creativity shuts off. I think that in order to continue to be creative, you have to continually infuse your brain with new stuff. Um, and I'm just a person who likes variety, so I just want to go find all that yeah. new stuff. I mean, I, I... I didn't used to like variety. I do now. I think it's important, and um, I try to be a little bit more intentional about uh, finding those things. You know, I try to... That's why the... I do the daily inspiration. And in fact, it's been kind of encouraging. I've had a lot of people tell me that they like it, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool. The reason I originally did it is because I was fed up with being on Instagram and seeing a bunch of posts and being like, well, that's stupid. I hate that. And being negative about what I'm seeing on Instagram and going, well, I'm choosing to be on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So how can I be more intentional, intentional about uh, using Instagram in a way that feeds me creatively and doesn't cause negativity and for me that was trying to find cool stuff on there um a lot of that's photography and that's just simply because that's what is easy to find on instagram uh lately there's been a lot of like visual artists in the like physical mediums painters and and sculptors and people are making works of art uh like that uh that I've been able to see and that inspires me because it's a whole different realm that I don't ever operate in. Um, Obviously like music and stuff like that. I always try to find um, new artists and new songs and new genres and, and new stuff because one, I just like to hear it too. Uh, Like I'll hear songs and it'll spur an idea in my head of like, Oh, how could I use something like that in an edit? Even if it's, I'll never do that edit. Mm -hmm. It makes me think about something, makes me feel something. And I just love music. So I like to hear all of it. Um, And then obviously because uh, we do video, I'm always looking at videos and films and stuff like that, trying to glean inspiration from them. Um, And, I think, uh, specifically speaking, what's been kind of getting my gears turned, and I've been watching uh, Better Call Saul, which yeah, is... Yeah, you told me I should watch Breaking Bad. It's like, the, it's like a spinoff prequel of Breaking Bad, which Breaking Bad is really good. Um, Better Call Saul is really, really good. It's got such a unique visual style. Um like, they have shots in there, and Breaking Bad does, but Better Call Saul especially has shots in there that are just so unique. They're striking. And a lot of times you don't necessarily understand why they're striking or why are they focused on this thing, right? Why are they uh, showing this shot? What's about to happen here? Um, and it's cool to see how they kind of dissect a scene in a different way or a unique way or use those visual elements as um, ways to point out subtextual things inside of the story. Um, The writing is really, really good and the acting is phenomenal. Um, It's a show that has really big stakes, but at the same time it has a lot of small stakes and a lot of subtlety. And the actors do uh, just such a really good job of playing through kind of mundane situations and playing through regular human interactions and kind of processing all this stuff that's going on um, in such a way that it doesn't feel like they're overdoing it, right? They're not overreacting to something so that they can have this big, huge, dramatic moment, right? There's just these really tiny subtleties in a facial expression or a look or the way they move their bodies in that situation that gives you so much information. Um, It's just really cool to see that being done. Uh, The character arcs are really good. Uh, So I think that's just a really cool show that I've been watching because it's just been interesting to try to see how maybe I can glean some of that. Um, See, I've been so frustrated lately because I can't, which I know you told me to watch Rick and Brad and Better Call Saul, and a lot of people have told me that. I just haven't done it. I go on and I'll flip on Netflix or I'll flip on 
Amazon Prime or I'll flip on anything. And I keep catching myself going back and wanting to watch something I've already watched mm-hmm. and not wanting to watch something new because it's like I just like I'll watch it and I'll read the description. I'm like, yeah. Is it, it, you have like a fear of wasting your time on something yeah, that's bad. I think that and it's like I feel everything now way more than I used to is like the time investment. That's why I haven't watched Breaking Bad is because it's like five or eight seasons. It's like it's the that's a gigantic thing. time investment. You know, so instead, I've rewatched Game of Thrones like five times. I've rewatched Newsroom probably fifteen times because I know I love those things and I'll get something new out of them. But it's like, you know. But then every now and again, there'll be something like which I just recently watched Parasite, which had some great twists in it. Hated it because I had to read freaking subtitles the whole time. But um, <laughs> you know, I also like I find myself not being able to find things, but I also like. I look at the time investment more than I ever have. Um, But like every now and then something will come along, like what you just said with Better Call Saul and the new Batman and Mr. Robot, like that I'll watch and I'm like, this is something truly different than everything else. And then I'm like, like literally I still have it up right now. The behind the scenes is how they shot Batman and why they shot it the way they did. Because it like, I love Christopher Nolan, but this Batman is shot better. I don't like the guy who plays Batman. I don't like Robert Pattinson near as good as Christian Bale. I think Christian Bale would have crushed this one more because I think Christian Bale is a better actor. But, um, like, like, that kind of stuff gets my rocks off now. It's like, how, how, like, why was Mr. Robot, how did they do it so differently? How did they make me feel so uncomfortable just watching something as a viewer? Um, how did they make me feel wet and dirty the whole time I watched Batman? Um, and that's a that's a that's an art form. But like now, I just feel like after watching Newsroom, after watching the Batman, after watching Mister Robot, after watching so many of these just incredible pieces, it's like all right, well, nothing else is going to live up to that now. And I just like I don't know. I find myself watching less TV now than I ever have, but I love it. So it's weird. Like, I love a great series. I think the key to a lot of stuff for me is being okay with it not being good. And being okay with it not being what you wanted it to be. Like, I relate that to food a lot. And I think that you'll relate to this well because you are a person who does not eat something if you don't know that it's going to be good. <laughs> no. Like it, you basically eat the same stuff you've eaten because you know, you like that stuff for the most part. Yes. And if it's in like a genre, like if it's close to something you've eaten before, you're like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. But you're not super adventurous. Generally, with if I can't pronounce it, I'm not going to eat it. And personally, Italians. I used to be like that. I was like that until maybe I was, uh, I don't know, 21, 22. I used to go to this, I, I, and we'd go to the same restaurants, and I'd get basically the same thing at every restaurant. I'd get a barbecue bacon burger, right? The same thing at every restaurant. It was a little different, but it was the same. Because to me, the food was not like an experience. I just wanted to know that it tasted good and that I got the most food possible. Like I wanted to eat as much food. I wanted to know that I would get like a big serving size and that I would like it. Because if I didn't, I felt like I had gotten ripped off. 36. Right? Still same. Same, but same. It, same, gives, same. <laughs> it gives me but as And because I had a, like, I didn't want to eat something. I didn't want to put my time or my money or that's my thing or money. lose out on a meal that I'm like, ah, well, that was unsatisfying. But at some point, a, a switch flipped. I, like, I think I went, I went down to the Keys, and this was a big one for me, and Brian was like, hey, you got to try this hogfish, like, taco thing. And I was like, I'm not a seafood guy. I don't eat seafood. He's like, you're in the Keys. you got to eat seafood. And I was like, well, well, I can just get some whatever. So yeah. they got to have some get something some I've eaten. Yeah. Fried chicken. I got right. fried chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got so, fried chicken. So, so I was like, not. Nah, I didn't really want to do it. It was outside of a thing that I wanted to do. But Brian was like, look, how often do you get to come down to the Keys and get seafood that's every, been... Every year yeah, with you. That's been, <laughs> but it, was, it was my first year, so he's like, you know, there's not a whole lot of places where you can get seafood that's literally been pulled out of the ocean less than hours from when you're eating it. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're going to try seafood, this is the place. Yeah. And, you know, just just try it. Change it's good. Life. It's this, that, and the other. I ate it. It's freaking phenomenal. 
I was like, okay, well, that was pretty good. I liked the fish. The next day, they went to sushi. I was like, okay, hold on. We're going a little deep in, yeah. the, in the experimental. <laughs> in, the, in, the Bible, Billy, in the Bible, Jesus built a fire and cooked the fish. That's why we don't eat sushi. Yeah, you're missing out. <laughs> you uh, are missing out. So, no, it's, in it's in the Bible. Will you let me finish my yeah, – I know ahead. I'm not going to win you over on the food. But no, this isn't about you. Okay, this is about the people listening. <laughs> All right? And maybe someday you'll try something new and you'll be like, oh, that was really good. Mm. So, anyways, Billy's like – I looked at Billy because Brian – you know, Brian sometimes eats some stuff. Like, he eats – freaking cardboard basically so you're Literally. like ah you can't really trust what brian says with food mm-hmm. right he's, he's like oh this is really good well yeah anything's good compared to freaking rice cakes brian sure. so i look at billy billy's like you gotta eat the sushi it's really good and i'm like okay well if billy says the sushi's good like, it's got to be good okay mm-hmm. he's not gonna yank he's gonna yank my chain on it so i tried the sushi phenomenal i'm very glad that i tried sushi and from that point forward i've tried to as much as possible make it a point to try new things, try stuff that I maybe wouldn't before, eat something that I'm unfamiliar with, and understand sometimes that new restaurant, that new food item, that new thing isn't going to be the best. And you'll be like, I didn't like that thing. But every once in a while you try something, and you're like, holy crap, that was delicious. I've never tasted anything like that. I've never gotten to experience a flavor like that. And the only reason you get to do that is because you accepted the fact that, well, maybe it'll be good. Maybe it's going to really not be good. I and if it's so bad that I can't eat it, I'll get something else. But at least I can say that I've tried it and I don't like it. And then when something comes along that you love, now you know you love that thing. And that's a very cool experience, and you can now integrate mm-hmm. that into what you eat. I think, and this I is think it's ma- the same thing yeah. with any, uh, you're just dying. No. You're just dying over there to tell me I'm not going to eat anything <laughs> no, but what I no, want. No, that's not what I'm going to say. But I think this is a great metaphor for Clay. I think, I think. Not for, for the food, but for the content. It gives, yeah, me, it gives like, me so much Kale's anxiety. Like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not going to listen to anything you say, but Clay, <laughs> you should. Well, it gives I'm me. not going <laughs> to eat new foods, but Clay, you should watch new shows. I'd, but I am using all that as a metaphor to say that in order to experience new things and in order to find stuff that is excellent, you have to be willing to expose yourself to things that aren't going to be excellent because not everything is excellent. Mm-hmm. That is the definition of excellence. It's a part. It's above from, it's, it's different from everything else, better than everything else. Not everything can be excellent. Not everybody can be the best player at their sport. Not every movie can be the best movie ever released, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. you have to watch all those other movies. You have to... Uh, go through all those other experiences in order to find one of those things. Find the gym, find the hidden. So what, what were you saying, Clay? I was going to say it gives me so much anxiety when we go out to eat and Ryro waitress will come up, hey, what can I get for you? If you were going to order a beer, what would you get? <laughs> we she'll did be like, last she'll night. She'll be like this. Okay, I'll take one of those. And then she'll come back or he'll come back. What's your favorite thing on the menu? Well, this and this, and it'll be something basic. You'd be like, all right, what's the least ordered thing on the menu? <laughs> and they'll be like this. They'll be like, yeah, I'll get one of those. And I'm like, no, you, you won't get one of those. No, that's I don't ask that. Usually what I ask if I go somewhere, I said, what do I have to get here? Like, what's the thing here? See, I've never understood that because it's like – how could you just assume that this total stranger's palate is the same as yours? It's I don't like you go to order and you're but like, a lot of well, times, hey, what do you like? It's like, well, I don't happens. even know you. This is what happens a lot of times. You say, hey, okay, so what do I got to get here, right? And they're like, well, this is really popular. Okay, so a lot of people like that thing, or I really like X, Y, and Z. You get a couple of choices there. You might get something that they really like, and you might be like, oh, that sounds good. Or this thing is really popular. Well, a lot of people have ordered it. It must be good. No, or never done that. or you happened. say, maybe, maybe you got a couple choices, right? You no. got, That's I found this, this, and this. And you go, all right, I'm in between this one, this one, and this one. What do you think? And they'll say, I think you should do that one. Have you ever noticed when they give you the recommendations, it's generally the three expensive. most expensive things yep. on the menu? <laughs> yeah. Well, generally when we do that, we're on work trips with your American Express. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying is, like, they're just recommending oh, what they're going to get the most tip off That 68-ounce ribeye is to die for. Yeah, that tomahawk that we just flew in from Lanai off of the Axis deer that John Dudley just killed. That's that's what you should eat. It's like, <laughs> but that right. would be a really good – that would be a really good <clears> thing. <throat> I'll, take a, know that. I'll take a side Caesar instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, so, always, but also the cheapest thing is, like, chicken tenders, okay? Always so good. Yeah, they are always good. Tenders? I have actually. I had some that were kind of slimy on the inside one time. Ooh. Yeah. 
It was bad. Like you crap like a crippled coon. <laughs> I don't remember what my bowel movements I were some, after the I fact. I had some bad chicken one time. <laughs> Ooh, wee, it was bad. Almost like worse than bad lasagna yeah. or bad Italian. Italian. Oh, there's nothing worse. <laughs> Absolutely nothing worse than bad Italian. It's I don't totally know, man. I don't, I don't know. I've had some. No, there's nothing worse. I've had some. Lentil soups up there. Lentil soups. I like bad. lentils. Oh. I don't like lentils. Oh, God. I won't even look at it. All right, so where More are we More of the story is go try new things. Yeah. Go watch, go watch new stuff. Clay. Go talk to new people. Go listen to new music. You know, I'm not going to come on here and constantly get attacked. Well, when you change, <laughs> we'll stop attacking you. When you come back and you say, you know what, I watched this series, and it was actually pretty good, or I watched this series, and it was terrible. I, do I don't watch, care which I one. watch series. I'm watching the golf one. Clay. <laughs> oh, the live one or whatever on Netflix? Yeah. 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 The live one? So, no, no, no. Hold no, on. No, but no. It is, that is a good one. I did watch that. The but behind the scenes one. I watched one. it because I know nothing about golf, and I was like, oh, I'll I watched, learn a little bit about golf. I watched golf. the Formula One behind the scenes one, too. All right. I want you to watch a drama. Anything. I don't care what it is. There's not drama. drama in those series. No, there's not. Joe, so so Joe, what do Clay's you like? So sports we, is we, the ultimate human we know, drama. We know Clay is like he's so basic with the way he watches. Me and Ryer are a little more eclectic. What do you, Cl- Caleb? Mm-mm. I'm not letting you put me put yourself in my category of eclecticism. That's Ryer's not... eclectic. I'm even more special than he is. So. We're Caleb, not longer in the same category. Right. I don't think that oh, you're that much watched, less basic I've, than Clay. I've watched the uh, – I'm going to get so much crap for this. I watched the um, – ESPN has, like, the electrician, like, games and plumbing games. Or, like, <laughs> I do watch that. I think that's satisfying. Joe, so what do you watch? If I'm going to watch something, it's usually like a drama. It's like, a, you know, like Breaking Bad, I think, is probably the best of all time. I used to watch Big Bang. Yeah, we've had this talk. It's the best. The big Have you watched anything like, else, though? Like, give yeah. me some other things that you've watched. Because um, I need to know what you're comparing it against. God, I've watched a lot. Um, trying to, I mean, it's hard to remember. Big Bang Theory is good. No. Well, Clay came in here and lied about the things he'd watched. So I just want to make sure you're not lying. So tell me some other things that you've watched. Clay came in here bold-faced lied that he had seen all these movies. <laughs> and he, he just lied. Well, first of all, Fast and the Furious, but uh, oh, <laughs> new one coming any, out. I'm gonna go see it. Did you see how much money it's making already? Probably a oh, ton. I heard it was gosh. horrible. They're all horrible. They're no, they're all not. The exact they are same absolutely thing. not horrible. Oh my God. No, but so I've seen the first one was good. And Here, after what, that, like, you're like ah, okay. What's some good TV series? I'll tell you if I've Big seen. Big Bang them. Theory. No. Justified. Yes. You've watched Justified. Watch it. Newsroom. Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Yeah, I've watched most Game of Game of Thrones. Yellowstone. Never watched Game of Thrones. Mr. Robot? Nope. <laughs> so you've seen two things. Yellowstone. No, no, 1883 no. was good. Or is good. It is, is good. I'm trying to think of some big ones that I've watched. What the hell? I have like this habit where I can't remember what I've yeah, watched. I, I like I'll look at the thing. thumbnail and be like, oh yeah, I've watched that was good. Um Caddyshack. Yeah, I've seen Caddyshack. Did you see? Um, I mean, Caddyshack is good. Austin did you watch? Powers. Did you watch? Uh, 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 um, uh, come on. The call? Yeah, I watched no, the call. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is delving uh, into like Mine super- Hunter. E part of it. This is delving. Yes. Into yeah, the- yeah, yeah. I think oh, I have. I have. I have. So, so where do you get your inspiration? What so, inspires you? Because this is just delving into the well, like. Well, talking just, about series like we know, do every time. I need to know what he's seen to well, know that let's he's... let's talk about that at Pizza Night. Yeah, night. we'll get on that. Yeah, I want to know what inspires you, because then we got to get to Clay. No, so what inspires... I have like I mean, a... You, you know my answer. <laughs> I have a more unique way. Like, I get inspired by people like that I don't want to be. Yes, that's that exactly makes so where like, I was going. So, like, I'll see people like... <laughs> explain explain this, because I'm lost. Like, You I, know what? I get it, though. Like I go see, on, but then I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna tap into that. So like yeah. I see things that like, and I get inspired by people, not necessarily the work that they put out. So one, I get inspired by people that are better than me, or that I think are better than oh, me. Oh yeah, well everything so, I watch is better than what I did. But I get inspired, like I see he something. A lot of my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I see something that like somebody puts out, and I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like what? Like, like anything, you know, like like a video Can you or give us a, a series. Name and YouTube title. Well, I just yeah. I, I just need to. I need some context. So so what? Here's what Joe's saying. Because correct can me if let, I'm wrong. Can we let Joe say what Joe's saying? You just interrupted him. I was asking a question. Okay. You're gonna put words in his mouth. You you, like, you, you, you do get, say like, hi, Do you have any? Do you have any like? 
examples of something you've watched. You're like, I like that, but I don't like that. Because that's what. Well, I, that's okay, what I'm so here. I like it. But I don't <laughs> yeah. like no, no, no like I'm the saying story I, behind it. You don't like the way it was no, no, done. No, no, I, I don't like the way it was done. Like I watched a film from a well, not a film, but a hunting brand company, large brand. In my opinion, it should have been a lot better than it was. They were mm. missing parts. They weren't transitioning. I would have done it different. Yeah, I just yeah. would have done it different. And like that's where like my inspiration comes from. I watch that kind of stuff. I go, okay, in my mind, mentally, I'm like, how do we make that better? Okay. When we're going out All to right. shoot I'm it, because what you're putting down, because like I don't want it to look like that. Like I don't want the guy to be riding in a boat, and the next thing you know, like he's on the top of a mountain. Yeah. Like how did we get to this point? Yeah. Well, you know, Noah would boat. have some things to say. Ranella, Noah. I thought you said oh. Ranella. Yeah. Noah. Yeah, Noah. Yeah. Yeah. Thought you said Ranella. I'm yeah. like, eh. I'm I'm going the same way with that. Yeah, like yeah. I like I see a lot of stuff that I like. Like, I put more stock in the people that are behind it. Mm -hmm. Like, for me here, like, I get inspiration from all three of you. Because, oh, you know, like. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, so I'm going to Payday's not for another six days. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> He's just getting that in there. No, but, like, you Where know. that at? 101 on the. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I get more inspired by, like, people's thoughts about things than I do maybe what they put out. Like, I put more stock in that, like. You know, guys like Ryer, when they're talking about how they're thinking about things and the psychology behind it, mm -hmm. you know, more than I do when I just watch something. You just think kind of, well, I think I've, I mean, especially in the last, like, six, seven, eight years, like, I think about things deeper than I used to. Like, I Oh, like, I for sure Oh, that do. was beautiful. But, like, okay, that's it. It was just, it was pretty. Why? Right. You know, why was that this actress crushed it? Or this scene really made me feel this way. Well, why did it make me feel this way? You know, and that's... That's what I, I get out of it is like like trying to find the nuance and trying to find the differentiation and like and how can I take that and apply it to what we're doing because it rarely happens for us you know most of the things we do are you know pretty down the middle you know there's not a whole lot of emotion or yeah. quote unquote storytelling you know so we try and shoehorn in a story every chance we get and turns out most clients don't want any story they just want their video. Yeah, we're just we, Ryer and I have talked. We're just assembling footage sometimes. Yeah, and, and you it's know? first and it's frustrating. It really is, but I think it makes me appreciate the times that we get to do things like the call and the things that we get to do like blue stem, and some of the other pieces that we've done. It makes me appreciate those even more because now it's like okay, you're taking you're essentially giving us free reign of the mm -hmm. creative. It's like okay, I've got this list on my phone of all these things I wanted to do. How do we do them? And then how do we crush them and how do we crush people's souls? Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that's really what we're wanting to do. <laughs> I think to circle back with what Joe was saying is he gets inspiration from seeing things that suck. Uh, I definitely yeah. get, I get what he's saying there because I will see stuff and I'll like have all these thoughts about what I did not like about that thing. And then I'll, I'll go, like that'll motivate me to go, how can I make sure that when I make something other like there's not somebody who can have these thoughts that I'm having about this thing, about the thing that I've created, mm -hmm. you know, or like, how can I make sure that no, like I don't, you know, some people have like a certain reputation. How do I make sure that people don't say those things about right. me? Right. Exactly. And then you hear, but also on the flip side, I mean, you hear people say these certain things about a person. You're like, and I, I would like for people to talk about me that way. How do I get, how do I, how do, what do I have to do to get people to talk about me in that way? Mm -hmm. You know? So I think it goes both ways, but I definitely get it. Like there's a driving force. Sometimes you see something and you're like, how do I like make sure? And I think I heard a quote when I was younger is like, obviously uh, history books are written from the perspective of the winners. Uh, and most books are written for, by people who have succeeded in some sort of way, right? Uh, it would be interesting to hear from the people who have been complete and total failures uh, to know what not to do. Yeah. Don't do that thing. You know, I, I like, learned, yeah. Like, there, you, there's just, or the problem is, I don't know if some of them know, you know? I, yeah. Like, I they agree. know that they failed, but, but like, you could, yeah, you can learn You have a conversation, and, and it's just like, like you're just know. not well, getting. In the it. words of Bill Ingvall, you can't fix stupid sometimes. Yeah. yeah. You just can't. I mean, but people, you can learn as much from somebody who's been a complete and total failure as you can yeah. somebody who's been a uh, astounding success. Oh yeah. yeah, you know. I think you can, in my opinion, in terms of my learning curve in business and in life, 
I've learned more from people who have failed in areas than I have from the successful parts. Like the successful parts that we've done is because of all the things that I learned what not to do. And now I'm just trying to build on that in my own little meek way. Um, and I think that's what, I think that's the differentiation. I think that's how, you know, I, I approach this from like, okay, I learned not to do this thing, this thing, and this thing. So let's, when we get Copa Creative going, let's not do those things mm-hmm. and see how it goes. And so far, it's going well. Oh, speaking of art forms, this desk is art. It is art. 100%. Correct. Still smells good, by the way. I like scratch the bottom so I can. Mm. Mm. A little scratch and stuff. Uh, like it. <laughs> All right. Clay, where do you get inspiration? Well, yes. <laughs> Clay. I do get inspiration. I wish you were looking right, right at the camera for that. That's the end of the podcast. Now, All right. now that everybody. Clay was hoping. Clay. Now he was that over here thinking you were no. wrapping up. He was all smiling. I said, Clay, where do you. No. Go? Now that everybody's got to say their two, their two cents for an hour and five minutes, I now have to come up with something Jump new to in. say because the other four people. J.I. Have talked of forever, but yes, I do get, I do watch YouTube a lot, and a lot of it happens to be fishing and golf. But it's not, no Bob and his uncle playing golf with a GoPro for five hours. It's actual like documentary pieces that happen to be from the golf or the fishing industry because the golf and the fishing industry will actually spend money on those pieces, and I get this my, is true. I get my inspiration from. That was really cool. How can we find a person like that or a story like that and relate it back to the hunting industry? Why don't you go do something for golf? Cool with that. I mean, y'all are going to going to ICAST. I mean, you got any golf stuff? No? Well, no. Bummer. I have negative golf things. Okay. Yeah. The Wire is one of the best shows I've seen. An oldie, but it's done brilliantly. Haven't seen The Wire. Might check that out. Every time I say it, Caleb's like, oh, my God. It's like, you haven't seen that? <laughs> like, I haven't seen all of them. <laughs> all right. Well, we've been talking for an hour and six minutes. I think that's about it. Good to go? Because yeah. I hear my kids down there, so there's going to there's there be, be a heathen up here any minute. They're getting spray tans. Oh, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Peace.